I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Let's draw again. Okay, wait, I need to go, I need to find my, eh, eh, where did I put it? Oh man, where are you at? There we go. Okay, I'm ready. So here we are again, having our current historical, hysterical, infuriating (laughs) conversation about our lives as vagina-having organisms. All content made up on the spot, but probably researched-ish. At least, no, you know, it's, loosely it's, it's, we loosely fact check. We loosely we fact check pretty well. We do our work. What is this? What, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this? What are you in for? Welcome to my vagina. Is a place for us to you know talk about our vaginas <laughs> and <laughs> explore sexual taboos, push boundaries, counter stereotypes, expose the fucking patriarchy, Fuck the patriarchy, while focusing on sex education through laughter. We have super interesting perspectives about just... Because we have vaginas. Yeah. We are very aware of the fact that we are two white women sitting here speaking about our own experiences and that we are not trying to erase the experiences of other people by assuming that ours should be considered the universal norms as opposed to white men. This is just our unique perspectives as white women going through the world. And we're hoping as time goes on, we can have special guests and other people come on. We can really start expanding that worldview and incorporating a lot of other different experiences because that's really important to us. What we're doing really in my mind is like we go through a world where everything is written by for and about white men and we're just like that's not the story. That's not the whole story actually. Right. Like here's our story. So our takes on everything is unique and yeah. and different and like not written about in history books and all this other shit. And so like yeah you can talk about like that chair but that chair was built for a six foot tall man. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm five foot three. So that chair was not built to accommodate me in any kind of way. Right. So we can just like talk about all of these things that we are not, we're not the focus of, of anything. And yeah. so we're like, no, shut up and focus on us. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I should have picked a better example than a chair. But I went with it. I think, I think it, it came perfect. out okay. 
I'm into it. I'll make this about the patriarchy. I'll make that chair about the patriarchy. Just watch. Ask me about cars. Anything about the patriarchy. Totally. I pushed the button on the Xerox 914. I make perfect copies of whatever my boss needs by just turning a knob and pushing a button. I'm going to talk about who we are. Yeah. What you're in for. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 Um, all right, I'll go first. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I wrote a list. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> I'm Jesse Karen. I like talking about vaginas. Pugs make me squeal like a lost kid in a mall. I have a slight obsession with dinosaurs. Slight. <laughs> Such a bullshit. She's obsessed with that. What the fuck? <laughs> Small. <laughs> Where is your stegosaurus backpack? Shut your mouth. <laughs> I am mostly proud of how many places I have traveled. I once fist bumped a monkey in Africa and I have a picture to prove it. So don't test me. (laughs) I mostly enjoy making people laugh and I'm not proud that it is mostly through fart jokes. (laughs) I think more people need to understand that farts are hilarious. They're hilarious. So funny. Box wine is classy. I don't care what my mom says. <laughs> I have two I have two guitars, but I don't know how to play them. Sometimes I still have to remind myself that misogynist starts with miso like the soup. <laughs> That's like a trick. I have a really hard time spelling that word. <laughs> I always want to put it M-Y-S-O. Yeah. Um, and my roommates have banned me from using glitter, which I maintain is totalitarianism. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's the herpes of the craft world. <laughs> however, 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 I would just like to add right here that even though allegedly Jesse doesn't use glitter, when we went on a road trip, fucking confetti stars would just like appear everywhere that we went. And I don't know where she was hiding them. <laughs> okay, Rebecca, who are you? Who are you? Are you? Hi. <laughs> Waving at you. <laughs> oh, hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Hi. When'd you get here? <laughs> I let myself in. I am Rebecca Frank. That is That's Rebecca. Her. That's Rebecca with a K A H. Shit is Old Testament. My, my middle name is Esther, which is my grandpa, Papa's mom's name. And I used to hate it so much. Papa Smurf. Papa Smurf. So when I graduated from high school, I told the principal, um, not to read my middle name when he gave me my diploma and Papa didn't speak to me for a week. Aww. It was really sad. Aww. Yeah. That's why I have these stars here, though. I got my star tattoo. Aww. Because Esther, <laughs> Esther means star in Hebrew. It's like, of course, I, whatever. What? Yeah, That's anyway. so cute. Yeah, blah, blah. <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> I'm a writer. So you can check my shit out at franklyrebecca.com. Do it. Frankly, Rebecca she knows better than you. H, where I've been writing about bird shit and sexism and ferrets since 2010. Did you say ferrets? Sure did. I, yeah, I wrote a whole post about ferrets. The guy who's, I haven't seen the guy. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, the guy who's the leader of the like rights for ferret society in <laughs> New York City. True story. Oh, I did read yeah, that one. Like comments on my thing every year or so, which is just so Love fucking it. bonkers. Um, I also like I running. Made it. Yeah, exactly. David from the. You know, Ferret's Rights Society of New York City. Fuck David. Some bullshit like that. That guy's an asshole. I also like running, traveling, gymnastics, and my cats. Except for when Clark shits in the tub out of spite. Brie does it too. She doesn't, she doesn't shit. Well, no. She had a stomach ache that day. Do it out of spite. She wasn't feeling good. Now we know who the favorite is. I'm telling Clark. <laughs> he already knows. He's such a dick. <laughs> Let's talk about beef curtains. 
term. Except I kind of hate the terminology for beef curtains because it's yeah. against everything that I believe in. And it's basically what we're going to talk about today, which is yeah. all the shame. Uh, um, researching all of this really made my brain hurt. I just, it's, it's important to show the diversity of vulvas. And again, I want to explain because I feel like people confuse vulva and vagina very often. And so I keep, I repeat this through a lot of my videos and I will continue to repeat it here because um, I think a lot of people wouldn't even be able to tell you what a vulva is. And mm -hmm. so your vulva is the external, is, is your external genitals. It's everything that you can see. It's the clitoris, the clitoral hood, it's your urethra and the entrance to your vagina. Yes, there are two holes. Um, and then there's the labia minora, which is what I want to talk about today. Um, and they're all different shapes and sizes. Like, I mean, think about it, too. Half the population has them, but can you, like, if, if I asked anybody out there right now to just draw a vulva, could you do it? Because we can all draw a dick. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Everyone can draw a dick, but can you just quickly, like, I draw a vulva? Can. Right. I mean, I can because I do it all the time. Yeah, she does a lot of vulva drawing. <laughs> Like we literally, so just as like a small little side when we're on here is that we went into a wine store and there was like a notebook opened and I was like, Jesse, go. And it was just like, right. It's just, it's just what happens if there's any like writing utensil and a draw pawnable surface, fucking vulva's She's all, up in got that, it. all up in that shit. I opened my uh, computer at a bar the other day because I was trying to research and labia, the labiaplasty was up and there was yeah. just vulvas everywhere <laughs> and I had this moment where I hovered over it like I was like watching porn yeah <laughs> and, I, and then I was like why am I one why I'm am ashamed of this but also I kind of understand because any genitals while people yeah. are eating dinner was a little like yeah. I was like I'm sorry I'm sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no totally <laughs> so I wasn't necessarily ashamed but I was in like a nice restaurant like yeah even if I had like, dicks this, all over it I was like Ugh. this maybe isn't the time <laughs> yeah yeah no I get that I there get are that. times um well there's not having realistic versions of a vulva is just, I think, extremely detrimental to our society and to like young girls growing up with mm -hmm. the societal pressure that we all already have. And worse, pressure from a partner to cut off a sensitive part of your body mm -hmm. that's because it's deemed more pleasant for someone's dick to enter it. Yeah, for somebody else. And because people <sighs> don't like don't like the way it looks, there is a spectrum of what fits into normal. You know, it's the same thing as we think about, you know, body sh just like general body shaming that we have such a narrow idea of what something should look like and anything outside of that is somehow gross young women before they've even come into sexual maturity before they've because it takes a while you know because we're we're repressed mm -hmm. for so long from like talking about things and experiencing things and we're shamed for wanting to have sex and all this other stuff right and so to think that to think that people alter this part of them before they've even figured out before they've really even been able to be in control of their own pleasure and feel pride in their own pleasure, mm -hmm. then they never get to experience that. Right. And I know that it's like empowering for women that they can change something that they don't like about themselves. But I feel like maybe the definition of that is still determined by masculine norms of like what looks good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we also all kind of grow up with that, the exposure like as a develop, I mean, I guess especially like young boys, especially like they're developing adolescent mind to like pornographic or like prepubescent like females with like, or as I guess we've heard any vulvas, <laughs> they're like <laughs> yeah. genital anatomy, which trains them to expect this as normal. And so then you have these young women who want to get labiaplasty 
before they even turn 16, 17 years old and, and cutting off this for it. And their parents are paying for it, which so is fucked. so much more. Uh, that's kind of not disgust. I don't, I almost don't even want to say disgusting. Cause I feel like the parents just want their kid to be, but, but it should, you know, I feel like people should just sit down and talk to their kids and be like, this is normal. Your vagina is normal mm-hmm. or your vulva, your vulva is yeah. normal. And, and I get it too. You're sometimes afraid for somebody to just like, look at you. There's like this genital sexual shame that like you're, and, and I think we've all had it too with men that we've been with, like where you're not, you don't feel worthy of an orgasm or, mm-hmm. you know, worthy of a partner who can stimulate you to orgasm because you're taking too long. Like I've felt that pressure and yeah. it's just where a lot of times catering to what men want. And so when I was uh, this, this, this gynecologist Hilda Hutcherson was saying that like, she's had young girls come in and be like, I, you know, my boyfriend says I have things hanging down there. And she's like, well, did you tell your asshole of a boyfriend that he has shit hanging down yeah, there? Exactly. And does he want to cut off the most sensitive part of his body? Mm-hmm. So I don't even think I've described what labiaplasty is. It's basically slicing off part of your labia minora to make them smaller and reducing the inner lips of the vulva. And it's one of the fastest growing cosmetic surgeries. It's, what was that? I'm, no, I'm reacting. <laughs> Um, and it's had the second highest year-on-year growth. A total of 12,666 labiaplasty procedures were carried out in 2016, a 39% increase of the previous year. Wow. And I put a note that this article was amended because the original they had originally written that the um, they had messed up the lips, even in the article. Wait, what do you mean? Like the, like the Guardian had uh, amended underneath later on that they originally wrote our, outer lips, Oh, when so addressing they, inner lips. Wow. So they so like in covering this, they even got the anatomy wrong. Right. And I just think it's so funny that we we're we're all even like an intelligent like journalist was like, fuck, I fucked up. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. That, that's how little we know about the female anatomy. And even though it's even though it's complicated, I don't think it's that complicated. I think no. we just haven't been taught. Right. And, you know, like our sex ed. class. I mean, there was another story where this woman was like uh, my professor in college said penis and then said and the female parts. <laughs> and it's like, just fucking save just, vul- vagina or vulva. Yeah, you must, say like, whatever. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're why? a professor. This is a, you're, this is a teaching moment. Yeah. Yeah. But and this I mean, is not a shameful thing. Right. But that's the thing. It's just like, I just think so much of, of what's associated with women's pleasure and sexuality has, is, is shamed. So again, I think uh, language is really important because it's how we perceive the world around us. And so I do think these anatomical, like knowing what things are, are actually really important. Um, when we say vagina, we're collectively ignoring um, what we can see of the female anatomy, like the clitoris and the urethra. Um, and the vagina is basically how a man comes. That's, mm-hmm. that's what that is. And most women need What's funny to me is that most women actually need clitoral stimulation by like hand, mouth, or some other object in order to orgasm rather than cock penetration alone. And calling the vagina the vulva keeps the focus straight on male pleasure. So we've continuously called the vulva the vagina for so long, and that's not the anatomical word for it. And we're kind of ignoring our own anatomy and using something that is more beneficial to I mean, I think part part of that, too, is that we're kind of grouping our anatomy under one. I think 
I think we would both argue, and this isn't uh, this isn't like a feminist perspective. This mm. is an actual thing. Women's genitalia is more complicated, mm. and it's internal. You know, it's more sensitive. And I think, aside from all of that, I think that when there's obviously more language around male genitalia than we necessarily use in like a day to day base day to day conversation, but oversimplifying women's anatomy mm. makes it not only easier to ignore a whole bunch of it, um, but also puts it on the same kind of, it puts it in a more kind of male-centered vernacular right. to me. Because now, like, on top of male pleasure, which is, like, a really big point, which is that, like, you know, men don't have to focus on these other things because it's all about them. Right. But it's also that... Women being undereducated and unaware of their own anatomy and having their the language of their anatomy kind of couched in simplistic terms makes space for all of these different areas of shame where mm-hmm. women think that there's something wrong with them and maybe get some sort of procedure. Right. And, and in addition to that, and I'll go back to the procedure in a second, I was watching it's a guardian web series called vagina oh what is it i would love to see what percentage Ah. of your browser history is just vagina it's so much (laughs) it's so much um sorry so it's the the vagina dispatches is part of the guardian and it's interesting to me that there was a study in 2005 that measured the size of your labia minora how far it stretched there was a study done on male length in 1899. <laughs> That's what I thought was wow. so funny. So a study for women published in 2005 was the first major study to measure vulvas. The first study that measured the penis came in 1899. Wow. So, yeah, I do agree. It's a lot. I mean, obviously I agree, but it's it's a lot about procedures. But to me, this was also like, why have we been studying this super, sorry, simple yeah. um, I mean, male structure yeah (laughs) and this super complicated and beautiful like woman's anatomy is not being addressed at all yeah how has there never been a study for that yeah no that's that's insane and and you asked why but it's almost like why not why totally well because that not happened because my assumption was that this study wasn't the first study that these studies had been happening and there was another study for some specific no, thing. That's what it I'm never, saying is right. it, it no, never occurred to anybody now. until 2005 to address that when a penis was measured, the average size of a penis was measured in 1899. So my question is now that is this study part of what is is leading to is is vulva shaming like a new thing? So in the early 19th century, Sarah Bartman was taken from South Africa and shown at freak shows for her longer labia and big butt. Doctors said she was sexually deviant because of her hypertrophic labia. And because I had to look that up because I didn't really understand when I was doing all of my research, um, because scientific journals are... Confusing as fuck. Oh my God, it was (laughs) so hard. They, I kept seeing the word hypertrophy, which I didn't understand. And it's the enlargement of an organ or tissue from the increase in size of cells. When I started uh, researching labiaplasty and because I kept seeing that word and uh, it was journals about like how to go about it and how, what to list it as. And um, it, it was saying that it was, it was mostly, it mostly seemed for aesthetic purposes that people are going and getting labiaplasty, but they kept throwing around the word hypertrophy, hy- hypertrophy. Hi- hi- 
hypertrophy. 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 We had to listen to this like 16 <laughs> times. To that a couple times. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, everyone's learning with us. Yes. That's kind of the point of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I found this woman, Lily Thomas, who's an MD, and she kind of points out that there's a diversity and and various different types, colors, shapes, sizes of vulvas, and that it's perfectly normal and should not be interpreted as, in, interpreted as hypertrophy or uh, or abnormal in any way. Right. And so I wonder how much of it is people actually being uncomfortable and how much of it is about aesthetic. Because when I was reading the reviews from these women, it was a lot of it was a lot of them having nerve damage after the fact and not realizing that everything down there is connected by by nerves and what that means for you and sexual and your your sexual arousal. Right. And your discomfort. And so a lot of women either wound up being numb or not having any sex drive and because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of doctors are kind of and I hate to say hacking into it but not really thinking about what that means for the feeling of it versus what it looks like because we're all conditioned to by the media and by porn or the internet and tv that our vagina is supposed to look a certain way and that it's and and that's just not how it works yeah I mean just like there's just like there's a vast array of different ways, different body types, different facial structures, skin colors, all these different things. There's a there's a there's not it's not like we're all going to be different people and have the same cookie cutter mm-hmm. genitalia attached to each body. Yeah. You know, it's like obviously that's going to also be unique. Mm-hmm. And think, there's just various grades of like body dysmorphia. And, right. Including I mean, like digitally modified image of undernourished and cosme- cosmetically like altered women, female. And yeah, that includes the ugh, the vulvas that we see on porn are just right. not what they all look like, and we don't have enough realistic. I mean, photos young girls to look at. aren't largely encouraged to use a mirror and check out their own genitalia to get an idea of what what we look like. Right. I mean, and that's, I really want more people to do. <laughs> yeah, it's really important because it's not like you just look in the mirror and it's like you can see everything. I know there's you a shame to, to really... looking at it, but I encourage all of you to get a mirror out. And check it out. It's awesome. Yeah. Investigate. Like, see what all's there. Without judgment. Go into it without judgment. Yeah. Just because because the thing about it is, is there's, I mean, to go to your point about all the nerve damage and things like that, I think that there's a lot of times so much structure on, or so much, uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? So much more focus placed on the aesthetics of something like you were saying than there is on the actual functionality of it, mm-hmm. especially when we think about women's sexual arousal, which is something that's not generally focused on. Of course. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who was, who was saying, telling me the story about this um, group. And I want to say it was like young women in a school, a school district in Canada where they took young women and they had a conversation before most young women really got super sexually active. You know, people are experimenting a little bit. And I know people have sex in high school and middle school sometimes, but you really, you know, you start having more sex like as time goes on of course Mm -hmm. and a lot of people there's a varying degree of experience when you're you know 15 16 years old and they took a bunch of women a bunch of young women and they had a conversation without men present about what they would look for in sexual arousal tried Mm -hmm. to make a tried to make it a comfortable conversation where women could actually think about their own sexuality and their own pleasure Whoa. and put the right which is fucking mind blowing that people would actually take the time yeah, that's to do not, this. Yeah, that's not how I learned. Right. No, not I at all. I was very ashamed of my body when Absolutely. I was younger. Absolutely. I just think so much of what you're saying about um 
about the focus not being on a woman's sexual. I mean, yeah, right. we're so focused on on what pleases a man sexually, but mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I I was always ashamed. I I don't think I looked at my vulva until I was a full grown adult. Oh, you know? solidly in college for it, me, if not later. Honestly, yeah. I and I remember even the idea of masturbation. I was. Justice, you know, the idea that men get horny and women don't is always so hilarious to me because I remember being horny, but I remember touching my own vagina and being like, this is wrong. I shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I got over it real quickly because once I figured it out, I was like, I'm not, not going to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it took a while and it took a while to do it um, with gusto. Yeah. And sexuality yet. Yeah. I mean, like going through and like seeing all of these women who are 16, 17 years old, leave the reviews that are like, I'm going to go get labiaplasty. I'm so excited was so gut wrenching to me Mm -hmm. and that they didn't consider their perfectly normal vulvas attractive made me want to punch the patriarchy right in the dick hole. Yeah, It takes people so long to get to the point where we can enjoy sex and feel comfortable having sex and to think that people don't ever get to experience that mm-hmm. because of some fucking bullshit patriarchal standard is yeah it's fucking disgusting it's not a health issue no no also the way that it was and i'm going to pull this up the way that it's been depicted has been illustrated by men right in western history since the 17th century proving that the vulva considered a natural fact has been socially constructed because if you go through that, like first one was a, a Danish uh, anatomist. Did I say that wrong? That's how you say it, right? Anatomist. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounded weird. <laughs> yeah, it did. Right. It did, but uh, I think it's right. A Danish anatomist, Caspar Bartholins, illustrated the female lust organs from the 17th century showed the clip. Female lust organs. The, yeah, quote unquote. <laughs> sorry. I didn't do the quote Can unquote. Can we just have a moment? <laughs> I'm going like, to draw a depiction can't. of the female lust organs. <laughs> like he did, it wasn't even just yeah, because we're witches essentially. That's that it makes us yeah. sound like siren lust organs. We're drawing men to our. I'm bounty. like right now imagining like a phone sex operator, you know, phone sex operator. Like, I'm I can feel you in my lust organs. You know, it's like Jesus Christ. Anyway, keep going. But he showed the clitoral erectile tissue and the crura similar to the way that they're depicted. Uh, that they're depicted today, but it goes on and like this other German anatomist, uh, George, drew it an enlargement of the shaft of the clitoris similar to a penis. Mm-hmm. And then in 1901, the addition of Gray's Anatomy, the clitoris is labeled and somewhat prominently featured. But then in the 19, in 1948, poof, the clitoris disappears and it's, it's just gone. Like it's, it's all designed by a man. Right. And our sexual pleasure is not... It either like in that one drawing looks like a dick mm-hmm. and then it appears for a little while and then like poof, there comes yeah. like the the main organ for sexual arousal deleted from the prominent textbook on human anatomy. Gone. Yeah. Is it back now? Um, I mean, you tell me we can't even draw a fucking vulva. Yeah. How many people know where the clitoris is? Yeah, it's true. I mean, I do. So it's baffling right. to me that people don't. I mean, how could you? I know a lot of men who don't know where yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, but you'd think... <laughs> Yeah, that's for damn sure. Um, you know, but you think like overshadowed by the penis. It's 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 just like again, like leaving leaving that out entirely just goes to show you how how men's sexual pleasure is how sex as pleasure for men is an acceptable thing and for women sex is solely for reproductive purposes. Right. 
Exactly. And so like none of the pleasure, none of our lust organs (laughs) 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 or pleasure organs or whatever fucking we want to call them are important. The more I research, the more it convinces me that we we're so powerful that men are just so afraid that they are trying to like brush it under the rug. I know that sounds kind of silly, but like the more that I read and the more I feel empowered, the more I'm like, are we just like so powerful that you're afraid of us? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, because even just think about like, think about, think about reproduction, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so the dude gives us like a school of little fish, right? Mm -hmm. And we build everything. Our bodies build everything. Builders. Yeah. We're architects of life, motherfuckers. Boom. Yeah. That's right. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Life architects. <laughs> Suck it, motherfucker. At, at this point, I think, because we have to carry out all of these things under the crushing weight of the patriarchy. And we still <laughs> do all of that. And imagine what we could do. We're super strong. If we were set free. No, 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 Betty. That's wrong. Let me show you again. So to lighten up this mood. <laughs> uh. I'm going to tell you a few dirty one-liners. What do you call a cheap circumcision? What? Wow. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an exorcism. Yeah, it really did. What do you call a cheap circumcision? <laughs> what do you call a cheap circumcision? A rip-off. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to feel like a band-aid. Just got to get it off in one pull. <laughs> how does a woman scare a gynecologist? I don't know how. By becoming a ventriloquist. <laughs> Yo, could you imagine? You're fucking down there. She fucking throws her voice through her pussy. <laughs> like, what would I say? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think you like what you be... see, brother. <laughs> yeah, right. Mind the folds. <laughs> let's, let's do another one. Yeah. <laughs> I found a terrible joke. Okay. It's not a good one, though. Okay. I was really mad about it. Okay. What is a vagina? That's what we're going to learn here. The box of penis comes in. No. I know. Okay, that. I ruined it. That's what we're going to, that's what we're going to talk about here. I know. That's exactly it. That's, that's, that's our podcast. <laughs> Fucking Go suck fuck a dick. Yeah, suck your own that's dick. That's the right. <laughs> Isn't that what you say? Grow your own dick and suck That's it. what it is. <laughs> this was the joke that I wanted to say because I thought it was funny. What do you call a bunny with a crooked dick? What? Fuck's funny. (laughs) That's cute. That is cute. I like that one. I like that one. Well, thank you for listening to Welcome to My Vagina. It's time for us to slide on out of here. You like that? (laughs) (laughs) We would like to thank our super duper producer, Caitlin Moldenhauer of More Banana Productions for producing us, hosting us, and for helping us reach our goals. I know this because in her day planner, it says help Jesse reach her goals. Best cheerleader ever. Please check out franklyrebecca.com where Rebecca slays you, politically smacks you, and reminds any misogynist to sit down and shut up because she's smarter than you. Please also check us out at welcometomyvagina.com. Check out our latest videos on YouTube. Find us on Instagram at welcometomyvagina and Twitter at welcometomyvag. Thank you so much for listening, and we are stoked to prick your ears in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep 
with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice.